Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, welcome to the infirmary of the CU Podcast. It is uh, Tuesday, January 15th, 2019. That's Ian Ferguson looking as bad as I did a week ago. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not great. But I'm not that much better, I'm like 10% better. How's everyone doing? Is everyone sick? Like, has everyone been sick this year? I feel like everyone's been sick. Since I knew the first. I knew five people that were sick Bobby at one was time. Sick. Lincoln is sick. I'm sick. You're sick. I didn't give it to you though. No, probably not. I don't know where mine came from either. By the way, because my friend I was hanging out with, she had been sick, but she was getting over, almost done. I don't think she was contagious. And then I got. I was. I was sick before I hung out with her. So it's bizarre. I think this is the end times. I think we're dead. We're doomed. Everyone's gonna have a cold and productivity is going to be go down and you know the next thing you know there's no bread anymore no bread. we go to the store everyone no makes bread. bread is sick and you're all <laughs> dead no bread no bread no rice in the patties all right we'll be talking about uh alien blackout mobile backlash bungie and activision go through a bad breakup a- snes games coming to switch online metal storm getting a re-release from retrobit slash and uh, limited run limited and it's sick too. Uh, cloud gaming services up the wazoo. <laughs> uh, your Q and A, Ian. So what have you been doing since the New Year's? Now this is the third week in a row we're doing the podcast. This actually isn't that bad. Yeah, it's all right. It's more focused. Yeah. You know, no more complaints about our, 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 our topics being eight weeks late or whatever people say. This happened last year. Literally, could have. I watched RoboCop for the first time. You didn't see RoboCop before. No. I think I saw that when I was like eight, and that was probably not the best idea to see. Yeah, Vonnie like, yeah, said violent. that she saw it when she was like nine. My dad, see, my dad did. Like, this is not. A, this see, my dad was selfish, and he would just rent like Lethal Weapon and movies that he wanted to see in Total Recall. Right, probably not the best to have your young impressionable child watch this hyper violent stuff, especially stuff like Total Recall and RoboCop. Same director. Yeah, Verhoeven. Uh, um, and uh, I what we watched the uh, director's cut. Which is oh, like maybe that. like three or four more minutes, a but it's, it's all fucking blood. It's just all over the top. Blood. When, oh, when Murphy Kool Aid blood. When Murphy dies, it's like and that pro- was violent to begin with. It's protract. It's it, it's 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 long in in the. <laughs> How much gets, longer do you have? Every I, limb gets shot off. He gets his hand shot off. Yeah, it's, it's not, and by the, the dad from that '70s show. show yeah, which is funny. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was an incredibly good movie. Like genuinely, pretty damn good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's 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 a it's violent, but it's a critique of how future society could become. Oh yeah, and our addiction to violence. That's yeah, very just good. just like the Running Man. I love the Running Man. No one ever talks about the Running Man. How great that is. Oh yeah, it's great. So Arnold, Arnold had a nice run of movies there. They weren't all just like I don't like Commando. By the way, everyone loves Commando. That's like my least favorite Arnold movie. Well, I loved Commando growing up. Did you really? Yeah. Really? That's yeah. like the like the the cheapest one out of all of them. It just didn't seem like a good one I, to me as like, young violence filmed violence filled Pat. You know, I watched them all when I was a kid. I watched Red uh, Red Heat. I watched when he was a Russian. 
You know, <laughs> with uh, good, James Belushi. Commando's a good road trip movie. It's a road trip movie? That's how I feel about it. Okay. He goes all over the place. <laughs> I don't... I haven't seen it in a while. It's good. I was more of a Predator sort of a fan myself. I love Predator. Predator's probably well. the best Arnold movie ever. If you want to take the Terminator. I mean, if you just want to talk about... Yeah. It's I, the most realistic, we'll just say, Arnold movie in terms of like how he is. Sure. He doesn't really do that many superhero stuff in it. He gets his ass kicked. Gets for a his while. ass kicked. Yes, he does construct his own like lances and bows and arrows, but you could you could do that. It was the eighties. You could do that. But I mean, it was realistic in terms of how the, the combat unit was uh, portrayed, combat and everything else. It was a it was a manly man's movie. It was good before it became a whole meme. Get to the chopper, you know. Anyway, Ian. Yeah. Um, new NES Punk video is out. Ian seeing it. And you know how fickle Ian is when it comes to my my me in general, but my creativity. I did see it. Yeah, it was good. Check it out. It's Doom. Doom on the Super NES. And it has nothing to do with anything else that's been going on at all the past few months. No, nothing. Nothing, nothing no. the past couple months. Nothing. I, I'd all. give it a B plus plus. B plus plus. Yeah. Well, so, okay, Mister. I, I don't overrate things. So what's an A? That's an A plus to me. <laughs> what would be an A Path the NES Punk video then to compare it to? You haven't done one yet. Wow! Not even track and field? Come on. Track and field is pretty good. Track and field is up there. All right, track and field can be the A+. Plus. Or, or, or uh, the, the haunting with Frank, or the wrestling one with Frank. Come on. I'll, I'll go with track and field. Track and field. Come on. I can't, that'll, I, that'll never I've not be I've always told you that the track and field one was good. I I've always that. told you. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my little child. Okay. Um, we'll be talking about other stuff as well, but... Uh, oh, oh. Uh, shout out to uh, the AGDQ all uh, video games done quick. Yes, uh, marathon they raised uh, two two and a half mil. Yeah, for that's... the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So kudos to them. I don't keep up. People ask Pat, why don't you talk about this more? I don't keep up with the speed running community. I don't. I don't watch it. I'm not saying it's not uh, uh, not interesting to you. I just don't know what's going on with it. I have no idea what the community is about. I don't know anyone in the community. So, but that's great that they, they get together every year and they play games for like a week. And they raise, they raise a lot of cash, so that's fantastic. We might have an NES marathon date. We might penciled in. We are looking at right now the weekend, uh, three and a half weeks from now. That doesn't sound like a lot of time. Maybe I can push back another week, but no, February 9th and tenth. We are looking at the uh, ninth annual, semi-annual NES marathon. Um, we're probably looking at Ch- Children's Miracle Network again. Yep. And there's always disasters everywhere. There was wasn't a thousand hurricanes this past year. No. There was only like one, thankfully, which is still one more than you want. But it wasn't like eight like the year before, which was weird to have that many. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, uh, climate change alarmists. No, <laughs> it has happened. Even South Park said, "Yeah, we kind of fucked up by not knowing about this is going to happen." Anyway. Um, then uh, you you want to talk about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home? You didn't see the Spider-Man Far I From Home. I did not. Okay. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. He's number one on my list. He's he's 1A. Captain America's 1B on Pat's superhero list. Wow. After that, it's you can pick and choose. You know, it's like, uh, I guess Batman's in my top seven or eight. You know, Superman. Uh, who doesn't like Superman when he was a guy? I had some Superman comics. But really Spidey. And then, and then you go to Cap. And then really, I always, I always liked Iceman. But whenever I, when I but when I was reading collecting comics in the eighties and nineties, Iceman was geeky and he wasn't in the X Men. He was like was he an X Factor at that point and he was out, so he never got his his you the know modern, just desserts. The modern Iceman run is really good. Is it good? My buddy Cena in L A. does it. John Cena? No, different. <laughs> but Iceman always was seemed 
quote unquote cool, but he always was. I thought his powers were great, and, and it sucked to see his powers in the X Men movies because they weren't there. Right. So, oh, I'll, oh, I'll make ice cubes for you. <laughs> it's like fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Iceman is one of the coolest characters ever. He has, has an ice armor on him, and he slides around. And you, and you didn't see that in any movies where he really iced up. He did a little bit in X Men Three for a second, and then he slid around a little bit in Days of Future Past. He came back, but he wasn't really right. Iceman still, you know, for the most part. And he gets killed. Spoilers: He gets killed really easily. And he's one of the most powerful X Men. Sorry, what was I saying? Oh, Spider Man Far From Home trailer. So he's in Europe having fun. Nick Fury shows up, go on a mission. He got Mysterio. He, he got his, his uh, Ned, his his geeky friend, and you have Zendaya as uh, as the new, I guess, uh, Mary Jane technically. They changed that up, which is fine. And then now um, Aunt May knows who Peter is. I didn't like that in the first one. But, but and then you have Happy Hogan come back, who's like now has, has like a romantic interest, it looks like, in Aunt May. And I just don't like, I don't like this version of Spider-Man that much. I was okay with it in uh, the first movie. I loved him in Civil War. I fucking loved him in Civil War. Yeah, it was great. And Civil then they kind of changed him in the first movie. And then he became a little whiner in uh, Infinity War. A little, little whiner. A little, oh, Mr. Stark, can I be an Avenger? Whatever you want, Mr. Stark. Enough. Fucking enough with seeking everyone's approval, Peter. Because when you put the mask on, you're supposed to be super confident. That's the point. That's the dichotomy of Peter versus Spider-Man. And I don't know how these Marvel movies aren't getting that strong. It's almost like they need to have a little fucking sidekick little boy hero in their universe but that's not how spider-man ever really acted so it kind of bothered me i'm sorry you, you don't have an affinity to spider-man like i do so it no. didn't bother you as much but it bothers me i'm sorry it bothers me that like daddy daddy stark has to chide spider-man about things when spider-man back in the day if he got chided by by, by tony stark would have said fuck off and like webbed him up in a second <laughs> like i'm there like here's the thing about spider-man it's a, a false bravado. That's that's why he's still geeky Peter, but he feels ultra confident in the suit. So he'll seek your approval until you tell him no. They don't get pissy and fuck off. That's what happened with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Then he, they end up fighting each other. That, that, that happened early early in the Spider-Man comics. Quick history lesson: He would like meet up with heroes, then he get like rubbed the wrong way because he's a fucking hothead sixteen year old, and then they fight. Like it happened with the uh, Giant Man and the Wasp. It happened with Daredevil. Uh, I'm talking early on the first year or two of Spider-Man, um, it, but then it would happen with like the X-Men and the Secret Wars. He'd show up, and then um, th- not knowing what's going on because the X-Men didn't know what side they're on in the Secret Wars. I'm getting really geeky right now, but I love this stuff. Um, and then so you know, then he fights the X-Men, and you know what? He fucking beats them because he's Spider-Man, and he makes Wolverine look like the fucking chump he is in that fight. I I love it. So that's Spider-Man. It's like yeah. He's fragile on the inside, but you push his buttons, he's strong enough to kick your ass. And I have not seen that yet in these movies. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I know he's still a kid, but in, when he was a kid in the comics, he saved the day and pretended to be a man. That's the whole shocking thing, is I didn't know he was a man when he was a kid. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting really geeky right now with this stuff. I'm sorry. It's like it's like 80% of Spider-Man in these movies. It's... It, the, the Spider-Man in, in, into the Spider-Verse that you see in the first 15 minutes, that is Spider-Man. Even though he's an older man, he's like 25 in there or 26, but that's Spider-Man's personality. And the, I haven't seen that yet. In any of these movies, not, not, not McGuire, uh, who was okay, uh, not with Tom Holland, uh, and definitely not with Andrew Garfield, who just acted like a fucking dick in those two movies. 
wasn't confident. He was just a dick. Mm. As Spider-Man 2, he was a dick. You ever go back and watch those two Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield? I've never seen him. He's just a fucking dick in them. He's not even like... He acts like a dick to everyone. Yeah, I've never Even as seen Peter. Him. He acts like a dick to Flash Thompson and like fucking like dunks on him from 40 feet out. Peter wouldn't do... Peter was smart enough in the comics. No, you can't do that it, as Peter. Like, okay, I'm sorry. This is like... This is the most geeky I'll get with Spider-Man talk right now. But Peter! I'm, yeah. But 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 even in these comics, it's like he's in awe of like Nick Fury. It's like, oh, you're you're Nick. Nick Fury's a guy with an eye patch and a gun. Peter shouldn't give a shit about that. It's not a threat. It's not something he should look up to. Sorry, he's got better powers than almost every every hero in the MCU. He has cooler powers than, and he's stronger than just about all of them, save for like Thor. So, like, stop being in awe of everyone, Peter. This is maybe as a life coach. Stop being in awe. You can kick all their asses. Okay? Are you going to shit in anger? This is the closest you're going to get to, 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 to Ian, uh, you know, going off on the, the Ninja Turtle movies, which, by the way, they are rebooting the Ninja Turtles movie. Again. After Yeah, well, they did two of them. They no. couldn't do a trilogy, and now they're doing another one. I guess that's good. Everything comes around on the CU podcast. It just takes enough time. Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll see what happens. And then, uh, what's the other news? Uh, the, the Gearbox Randy Pitchford uh, lawsuit looks messy. What looks, you say? Yeah, it looks messy. A lot of wild accusations. Well, made allegedly. Well, part of it's not even alleged. Uh, Randy Pitchford admitted on a podcast that he did lose like a USB drive that had porn on it. Yes. I guess there's also the corporate secrets, allegedly, that were on them and money that was lost millions of dollars and other things so that looks messy yeah that looks like a, it wasn't going to be a full topic because i don't know what we can add yeah i mean other than the fact that pitchford seems like a real fucking piece of work a piece of work something my dad would say yes yeah. anyway, yeah, you're a piece of work nice way of saying you're a slime ball you know anyway so uh that's what's going on uh anything else before we get started with with this topic again I think we got to roll right into this uh, Alien Blackout Mobile Black but Blacklash Backlash Backlash Blacklash Black, Backlash Alien Blackout on mobile. Some gamers are angry about it, Ian. Yes, they are. So this was announced visually on Twitter. Uh, people know what the hell this was referencing. I was like, oh, there's something coming up, and then <clears throat> they release a trailer. Alien Blackout. So we haven't had an Alien game in what, like a four four years or so. Isolation uh, was maybe even slightly longer than that. Five years. 2014, was... I think. Alien, Alien Isolation. Okay. So they put out this trailer, or you watch this trailer. It's uh, Ellen uh, Ripley's daughter, which I didn't know they had in the continuity. Uh, Amanda Ripley? Yeah, ever right? since Isolation. So she shows up in there? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't play Isolation. It's good. It's good. It was better than the, the one that came out before that. That was shitty. It, it's real good. It's terrifying. Because the one I played at E3 back in like 2011 was terrible. I, I don't know. That was one that Randy Pitchford was a part of oh, back then. Yeah, the, no, the, that, that was Colonial Marines. Yeah, that was bad, right? That, yeah. That, 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 no, I, Isolation's more of a horror game. It's okay. A, it's a sneak around and and you actually have to deal with the alien like most people would have to deal with You don't that. have tons of just machine guns. Yeah, no, yeah. you have very little fire. Oh, that power. sounds great. I want to play that. It's terrifying. It's an actual horror... It's scary. ...survival game. Yeah. Okay. Bonnie likes to watch me play it because I just fucking... You go nuts yeah, like, ah! yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So they released this trailer, and people know didn't know what this was going to be. So they show you, you know, you're looking at 
it's a, the corridor, the, you know, the dark corridors. You get like the, the, the storage room. Then you see a little map uh, on this little readout that has different rooms and hallways. But at this point, you're not sure what type of game this is. Still, looks like opening and closing doors, like like you were talking about earlier. Maybe like a something that takes something from Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, what I was going to say is when you first watch this trailer, you may not know what this is until you get to the end screen and it says oh. App Store, Google Play, sure, Amazon App Store. So people are like, oh, this is a mobile game. What the fuck? fuck. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> so Amanda Ripley returns. Um, you, you're on a Wayland yutani space station and you have to avoid Xeno, a, a Xenomorph to hunt down you and your crew. So people are, people are upset about this. People... <sighs> <laughs> Going back to the I, Diablo thing. People are more than welcome to be upset. That's not the issue. Just don't be an asshole about being Oh, upset. sure. People have the right... Here's the thing. The fact that I need to even describe this after five years is ridiculous. <laughs> well, people... Here's the, here's the thing. People have the right to do a lot of things. Yes. You can set your balls on fire if you really want to. Maybe not be the best use of your time. But here, I, I think this was a... Not a bigger bait and switch than... Diablo Immortal. The thing with Diablo Immortal was that I think since the reveal was at at the convention, it got blown up bigger than what it sure. was. Even though Blizzard weeks before pretty much elbowed you and and, and came out and said we're not re- releasing a trailer for Diablo Four. Temper your expectations. They said that we should have said that at the time we did our no, coverage, they did. but they did. But everyone ignored that and went nuts. Still, uh, this is not. To me, uh, the Alien game franchise, of course, there's people that love the Alien game franchises, going back to Alien versus Predator. You know, I don't know if it's as hardcore as uh, the Diablo there's fans. Some, there's some good Alien games, but the problem is, is they never stick to one formula. Really, one formula. You've they got, bounce around. You've got the first-person shooter ones. You've had, uh, there was that real-time strategy Alien versus Predator one that was supposed to be awful. I've never played that one. Um, you've got, you know, Isolation, which is more of a stealth game. Uh, so I don't know that there's as much to expect other than like style wise. I don't think there's really something there's an expected style of game, but this one was, um, this one was advertised. I believe, well, this one was hinted at being, I think people thought this one was going to be a sequel to isolation. Instead of just being a, a five Nights at Freddy's sort of clone, right? You, you, have, you have, you have like, looks like you have, you have to looks like you have to command your map. And you have different cameras you got to look at. What's right. going on in different areas? You have limited limited power uh, with your motion tracker, and I guess you have to open and close doors. I'm guessing the trap the alien also open doors for your crew to get to safety. Right. So you have to. It's managing all these things at once, which is kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's when you have to manage the power, doors, power, and the two power, doors. the lights, yeah. so that so you keep those monstrosities at bay. Right. It's the same thing, except it's one. So it's in that whatever genre that is, that's it's that's what it is. Features survive or die using only the space station's limited power supply to operate a holograph map, surveillance cameras, and motion tracker, attempt to remain hidden and protect your crew from the perfect hunter in seven fear inducing levels, a new chapter in the alien franchise. So I think that I think the issue some people are having that they're building this up as something bigger than what it should be. Sure. If they if they come out and just said, Hey guys, here's an alien game on mobile, it's cool if you have a mobile device, but this is not the next a new chapter in the first it's for most people that doesn't qualify as a chapter. Maybe no. that's what it is. No, it's a diversion. First, a new diversion in the Alien franchise. First class Alien mobile experience. First class. I'm not sure. Maybe it is first class for a mobile experience. I don't do a lot of mobile gaming. I play a lot of uh, uh, Texas Hold'em on my phone. That's what I do on Zynga. That's what I do. I'm pretty good in tournaments. Uh, encounter fear again and again. 
So yeah, you could be upset about it. No, so you can't be upset. But at some point, though, we're going to cross that cross that mark where this has become a, more of a regular thing where companies are going to announce big mobile games based upon gigantic properties. They're just going to happen. It's going to happen every month. Keep happening. Yes, this isn't going to slow down. Yeah, it makes them money. Yes, it makes them money, and because it makes them money, it, I don't really think it matters how much of a backlash there is against this shit. It's not going to stop. No, because if, but, because if you yell you yelling about it, it's not going to stop uh, uh, thousands of people potentially buying it somewhere else. I, I don't keep up with the backlash. And don't forget, we're not the only market. No, we're not the only market. Thank you, Ian. Uh, there's markets all over the world, and if I'm a person by accident going to the store and being like, oh. Oh, look at this. There's an alien game. I'm going to check it out and buy it. Right. That's how a lot of these games are bought. By algorithms, by people randomly finding them, by searching. People sitting in airports with nothing sitting to do. Sitting in the do. fucking toilet. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm tired of playing Flappy Bird. Let's see what else is out there. <laughs> oh, an alien game? Well, that sounds cool. They don't know that they're supposed to be as upset as, as they should be. So the main, really, the, the, the takeaway here is, I, I, the thing I need to say is, because uh, they mention it here, uh, they should have done it beforehand, but they did it right afterwards. They announced that there are other alien games in the works. Just sure. like with Diablo, it's not like you're not going to get Diablo 4. Yeah. It's going to happen at some point. At some point. With this, you're going to get your alien game at some point. And before people bring up this shit again, um, because people really mistook that, I'm actually a huge Diablo fan, and I'm an even bigger Alien fan. It's my favorite franchise. Well, you it, said two months ago that I, I've been playing Diablo on my Switch. It was one of the first things you said. Yeah. Oh, I know. You said, I said I've been playing. It doesn't matter, though, in the, out, in the outrage culture. No. It doesn't matter. But um, as a massive Alien fan, I'm not like, I can't get... I can't get worked up about this. It doesn't look good. Oh, no. I, I don't know if the quality is... This would be utter shit. It doesn't look it good. It, yeah. If, 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 uh, it, how much is this going to be? Well, how much is that at the App Store when you click on it? Uh, buy it from Amazon. No, Amazon sold apps. I guess $13.06? What? Oh, Alien, oh, that's Alien Isolation. What? Then you can't buy it from Amazon. What the fuck is this? No, it's pre. It's not out yet. It's pre-release. Then the, 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 there shouldn't be a link then. Okay, oh. let me click uh, download at Google Play. Let's click on Google Play Store. Here, let's see. Oh, you can't buy it yet. Okay. Yeah, it says pre-order. How do you pre-order an app? You do. People, you can. People, I didn't know. So people I didn't know do that. it. It's it's silly. It's not right. like it's gonna sell out. So you download it right away when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> It's on your phone the moment you fucking whip it out like a pistol. All right. Well, is there anything else to add, Ian? I'm glad we're in agreement on this. No, there's nothing else to add. Because if we're in agreement on it, Ian, it can get you know awkward if if you know if you were wanting to interview me and then we had it scheduled. Oh. <laughs> and then you know I initially agreed to do the interview to talk about things because you know we we talked before, right? Like a phone call, uh-huh. you know, before. But you know, but since you saw maybe other people reacting in a different way you know maybe, you thought maybe I, I, I thought maybe I would I thought maybe I would make a video about your reaction oh, and make that the story I see instead right so then when the time for you interviewing me would come up I would pretend that I was not available and said that I was sick even though I'm still making videos at the same time <laughs> and then I already put out the video crit- critiquing your take on it right I'm just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically. If I, hypothetically. If I would put out that video then critiquing your take on it in the past, when you said, hey, Pat, are you going to do this interview with me? I don't mention that I put that video out. Yeah. Hypothetically. I just don't mention it. 
you know, this is this would be something I could potentially do. It, it, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know that critiquing you is really the story and not just clickbait trash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're the story. Uh-huh. You are the story. Not 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 the company making the announcement. You're the story. <laughs> We're the story. You're the story. <laughs> I'm the story. You're the story. So I'm not saying that I would do that, but if I did. I don't know. I I couldn't look at myself in the mirror if, if that happened. Not be able to even admit to you after the fact that I did the video. I, I, I couldn't admit it. You'd be a click hungry coward. Uh, I I would I would be ashamed to be a, call myself a man anymore after that. <laughs> hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically. If, if that happened, hypothetically. Yeah. I I I could go so far as to say I should take a hot bath and open up a vein or two after that. Whoa! I mean, because I couldn't... I'm just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically. I, would, I couldn't be able to live myself if I did something that slimeballish. Hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically. It's all hypothetical, right? It's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. I, I could never do that no. to you. No, you couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ian... Yeah, there was there was a breakup. Yeah, there was. So uh, Activision and Bungie are uh, not seeing each other anymore. They're not seeing each other. No. So brief is is Bungie going to go outside Activision's window with a boombox? Yeah. (laughs) Brief uh, brief history of what's going on uh, here. What what Bungie's been through. Very brief. Bungie uh, formed in I think it was ninety one ninety two. They did some development for the Mac. Uh, they were uh, well known for I believe it was called a marathon was the game that they did. Um, they were making a title for uh, the original Xbox. I think Microsoft acquired them in 2000. Um, that of course ended up being Halo. Uh, they were uh, that deal ended. I believe no, they negotiated their way out of it. They negotiated their way out of their deal with Microsoft in 2010. That's when Activision bought them up, and now here we are eight years later. And so Bungie 2000, Microsoft 2010. So independent Activision. to Microsoft to briefly, like minutes independent to Activision. Okay. And now they've negotiated their way out again. And they've been really the Destiny franchise is what Activision was interested in. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what happened. They, they acquired Bungie, and Bungie immediately started working on, on Destiny, and they haven't done anything really since. They've done two games and tons of add-ons, right? And, and, and a bunch of add-ons. Um, and it seems like Destiny 2 is, you know, finally at that point where people really kind of wanted to see that game all along. Um, the n- nice thing about this is stuff between Bungie and Activision <sighs> was was tense from from the get-go, um, including, like, leading up to the launch of the original Destiny. Um, one thing that they really did not like was the fact that uh, Activision was... Because it's Activision and Activision and Ubisoft do this sort of shit. Um, all the major companies do. They wanted it on a yearly time frame. So okay, meaning so, you have to pump out a game or, or something or, or an expansion every fall, and they didn't like that. Which is actually to their to their credit. I mean, because then it comes like Assassin's Creed, where we have to see a new, new fucking game every year, right. or Call of Duty. There's a different yeah, or a new type expansion, of game. and it's like this way they can probably do smaller add-ons when they want. They don't have to feel as pressure um, rushed. I mean, if you're if you're a creator, worth. I mean, all of these creators, even the ones that are still stuck under yearly games, no one can possibly like that. It stifles your creativity and it, it ruins it, all your good ideas. It's a factory at that point, right? This exactly. Is, this is create. This is a creative endeavor. Yeah, it's a product, but you can't just pump. It'd be like saying we'll, we'll pump out an Avengers movie every year. 
Right. No, I can't just do that. It's not how this works. Right. And that's that's when games get shitty. People, you know, it's you know, people want to know why. I don't think anyone does, but there's a reason why the Assassin's Creed series is incredibly spotty. You know, according sure. to people who play it, like. The second one was really good. The third one, no one cared about. The fourth one was fine, and then it took like three more until this year's this whatever. Greek one. This Greek one, which actually... It's supposed to be pretty good. I, I like Greek mythology, so oh, I kind of yeah. want to play it if I can find it on sale or it comes through. Well, I think it's mythology. This is actually just historical. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not fighting, you're not fighting no. gods and things. But it's in, it's in it's ancient in that, Greece. Yeah. yeah, ancient Greece is cool. Ancient Rome, ancient Greece, all that stuff. Okay, okay. So, so Destiny comes out fall 2014. Just trying to track this. And then they do expansions... They did expansions that year, and then they did House of the Wolves in 2015. They did a larger expansion. Yeah, there's September 2015. Yeah, and then they did other expansions after that. They did Rise of Iron released September 2016, and then Destiny 2 was September 2017. So they've been pumping this shit out. And they did a they did a couple small ones, and then they did a huge update to Destiny 2. Um, this past uh, fall you called say Forsaken. Was Destiny's Child was the sequel. Oh. My Kelly Rowland. I love Kelly Rowland. Sure. So, anyways, yeah, um, apparently the uh, mood was quite happy. It said in one of these articles here that I think I closed on that uh, before it went public, Bungie was talking about it at an employee meeting, and they were popping champagne and applauding <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think anyone really truly wants to work Woo! for... Yeah. We're indie again. I don't think anyone <laughs> truly wants to work for Activision. Um, and Activision stock actually dropped... Uh, Activision Blizzard stock dropped 7% uh, after the news. And then I believe it continued to fall the day after. I'm not sure well, where it's at right now. I wonder if there was an escape clause or they just willingly said this isn't working out. Because this has to be making money for Activision still. Are they, are they, uh, they well, actually, they said that, that so Forsaken, the most recent expansion, um, did very well critically, like almost unanimously, which is interesting for a Destiny game because there's always like people who are hit or miss on it. Okay. Um, so this one apparently did very well, uh, but I guess it didn't meet Activision sales goals. So maybe okay, so Activision... They're, they're okay saying we don't want to publish this anymore. Yeah. Okay. They said, we have enjoyed a successful eight-year run. I guess that's when they first started developing Destiny. Yeah. And we'd like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny, Bungie said in a blog post. Looking ahead, we're excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights to Destiny to Bungie. With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish our own, while Activision will increase their focus on owned IP projects. Okay. All right. So it's a good thing. It's it's really nice to see um, them get their independence again, and hopefully, I don't know, maybe they won't be so Bungie's- so quick to get bought up. Well, at least, I guess, how much, I don't know how much money they get in the publishing deals, you know. Yeah. Uh, Bungie has a brand new game development, thanks to a $100 million investment from NetEase. Okay. Well, that helps. Yeah. They don't, need, they don't need Activision money to get something done anymore. No. That's a lot, a lot of this, that's, that's the relationship. You give me money that we wouldn't have had to make the game, and you get a chunk, and you get to publish it. And they don't need that anymore. It right. hasn't been working out. Maybe they needed that 10 years ago, but not now. Yeah, I should go <clears> back to Destiny, too. That was kind of fun. Were you surprised they released Destiny 2 so quick after the original? Was no. It, was it no? Well, yes. Yes and no. Um, that's, that's what the complaints I heard was that they really didn't need to release it that soon, a full sequel at the time. Um, they, From what I understand, and I, I did not play a lot of Destiny 1, I played a little bit. 
from what I understand, they had just kind of, with how they made the game, I think kind of worked themselves into a corner where to fix some of the initial problems with the game uh-huh. they that they wanted to fix, I think they just had to do some stuff from scratch. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun game. It's not 100% my type of thing, but it's actually, I, I do I do find um, Destiny pretty amusing. Does Bungie still work on Halo at all at this point? No. So that's just Microsoft. Oh, uh, yeah. Microsoft has the rights to Halo. Bungie so, does not do Halo they, at all. It's they like, gave up their baby. It's 343 Studios or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. They gave up their little Halo baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, they said they wanted to be done with... They were done with it. I think Reach was the last one they wanted to do. I think they were more than happy to give it up. Like I think they were like, we've done what we We've done enough of them. We're done. Yeah. After three, what the hell else is There's there? There's three ODST. That's right, ODST. And then Reach. And Reach was like the Reach. prequel that, you know, shows the beginning of the end okay. of everything. So. so just creatively, they're like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, I think they're like, this is good for us. We tap out if you want to keep... And the thing is, is Halo hasn't meant really anything to anyone since Bungie. Hasn't left. meant anything to anyone? Well, I mean, <laughs> like... I, I, let's put, it don't mean shit. I mean, on the 360... All I got were questions for Halo games. On the Xbox One, no one's looking for Halo 5. Gotcha. You know. All right, Ian. Yeah. So, uh, we've had a, a report about about SNES games potentially coming to Switch Online. Oh? Via, via, via a little sleuthing, sleuthing done. Someone on, on Twitter... Uh, looked into some of the code uh, at Cappuccino Heck Kapu looked into the code on the Switch and found uh, materials and items for the following games there Uh, Super Mario Kart Super Soccer Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Demon's Crest Yoshi's Island Stunt Race FX Kirby's Dream Course Poppin' Twin B Star Fox Contra 3 Kirby Superstar Super Ghouls and Ghosts Kirby's Dreamland 3, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, F Zero, Star Fox 2, and he said LOL, Super Punch Out, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, Super Mario All Stars, and Breath of Fire 2. Hmm. Some hints that references to those 22 Super Nintendo games uh, in Switch Online's code strings. I'm not sure what that is. Is that like uh, polio string cheese? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but when you look at that list, that doesn't seem like a far-fetched list of games that they could potentially put on a, a Switch online service. Oh, yeah, even if they release it in pieces. Because it's mostly first-party, but then the third-party games on there, uh, some of those were on the SNES Classic. So that makes sense. And they're with companies that have been known to work. Uh, yeah. Breath of Fire is Capcom. Legend of the Mystical Ninja is uh, Konami. So, you know, these are these are companies that we've already seen cooperation with in these um, these digital releases, the minis, things like that. So I'm guessing this must have happened after they did an update and loaded this into the new whatever when you do a Switch update. It's possible. Uh, it has to be. It couldn't be there from the beginning. They wouldn't have known. So this, we're not shocked that Super Nintendo might do this. Super Soccer? Give me fucking Super Batter Up or fucking well, Super Tennis. Well, Super Soccer, maybe for the European audience. I don't know. Sure. Just put it on there. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that That's the one that you get pissed about? Ah, fucking Super Soccer on there. Even, even their <laughs> NCAA game was good. Really? I don't like those, those... I don't like Stanley Cup hockey. Bought it as a kid. I don't like 
Oh, that's the NCAA one too. Yes. Oh, well, okay. Then I'm not. Those are not fun games. And hell, I played a full season of of, uh, NHL Stanley Cup with Brian Leach and the Rangers. That's a mistake because it's it's like you're skating in Jello and it takes 18 years to get across the ice. Let's say it's not amazing technology at the time with the Mode Seven going on. It's just not for me. Maybe the NCAA was slightly better with that. I doubt it though. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, maybe not. I seem to remember it being better, but I. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Never mind. Oh, you you thought NCAA was a good game when that came out? I'm not saying it was terrible, but it was gimmicky as hell with the, with turning around and, and doing all that. I just played it at my friend's house quite a bit. Oh, uh, my, fr- my, my friend it. Joey, who was like the, the, the kid who could play every sport and be good at it, he uh, he had NCAA. Anyway, so um, we don't know the timing of this. Obviously, this doesn't tell us timing. This could come out in a few months Nintendo could announce it next week that this is coming it can come out later in the year we don't know we don't know if this means it'll be three a month we don't know if it'll be ten a month or all at once we have no idea it might not mean anything it could just be testing it's like when people testing something it's like when people hacked into the the Playstation uh, the Playstation Classic and found that list of games and you know people are like oh well it doesn't necessarily mean anything sure but it's not nothing as Frank would say sure it it means that there's a a potential here This, this could be coming you know I, I love to know the, what what this actually what this means in terms of what what items were found. Were they descriptions of the games, or, or was, was it like screenshots of it? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Looking at this article, uh, Nintendo said we have nothing to announce on this topic. Okay, <laughs> that's All what right. Um, and last year says uh, last year Reggie said as a consumer looks forward to engaging with our classic content, that is going to happen more and more with the subscription service, meaning I guess adding more games. Um, I, I would dollars to donuts mm-hmm. say that this year we're going to see Super Nintendo games on the Switch. It would make sense. Oh, probably. I'd say around fall. You think fall? Yeah, I think it'll be sooner than that. Really? I think summer. We'll see. We'll see by summer. Well, okay. When? When? I mean, when did? Um, September sometime. Whenever? Uh, like a year after they they launch their service, I have a feeling you think they'll so? throw them on. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll want to pump it up before that. But okay. But that may not release all 22 at once. Maybe oh, no. Like... They're going to drip them just like they're fucking dripping these NES games. And by the way, I do have to tell you, I'm fucking pissed that they're only putting out the two this month. Oh, they're not, we're not getting the Japanese one. Yeah, we're not getting Mecha Joy Fight, which is interesting. It's recently been featured in Smash Brothers. Um, kind of short-sighted not to. Who, just give us a Japanese game, too. You, you can't create your own Japanese profile, though. No, I know. It's, but which, it's just annoying. That. Do that because yeah, it's annoying. My, my point is, this is a game that, you know... <laughs> It's a neat little fighting game. Um, you would imagine people would be able to figure it out. And we already got... Fuck. We already got Twinbee. We've already got one game that never came out over here. Twinbee never came out over here. It was only in Japan. Is, so yeah. Why we're not getting Mecha let us, Joy Fight? And let us play the... Joy Mecha Fight. Let us give, give us the option. If we, want to, if we want to play the Japanese Famicom Disk System Legend of Zelda, let, let, give me the option for the different music. And, like, why, why not give me the option? Right. Like, it doesn't cost you anything. It's Nintendo being dumb. I, I, well, maybe they're thinking maybe no one cares about it or no one wants it. Or, I, we've we've got to be fucking past that. I know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm playing Nintendo's uh, Devil's Advocate in Japan. They don't. They're they kind of know what we want, but not totally yet. They're, Hire me, Nintendo. I'll tell you what people want. We're fucking past them. Not. I mean, throw a game over here. If no one plays it because they can't figure it out, then no one fucking plays it. Well, but, they can easily remedy that. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it is weird, especially like you said that they already had it. A Famicom one, right? Available for everyone. Um, 
but this is exciting, and this is why. Because I think it's be fun as hell to be able to, to play Super Mario Kart multiplayer again. I mean, the original goofy-ass sure. one. I think this would be fun. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a blast. I love that uh, game. Uh, let's see what, what other multiplayer ones we have on here. Uh, F-Zero's not multiplayer, unfortunately. Contra 3. Uh, Stunt Race FX, that was multiplayer, right? Never got into that. No idea. Actually, no. But even Super Mario All-Stars or playing through Super Mario World together, that could be fun. Going yeah. back and forth. That's a fun multiplayer game. You know, you take turns. Beating it. All right. Okay. And Star Fox 2, which I still haven't played on the Super Nintendo uh, uh, Classic. W- what do you think for the for the books? Should, should Star Fox 2 be, be in like the weird game section at the end just to cover it? I think it should get covered since it was developed around that time but never released. They put in the unreleased game section? Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah or, or, or weird game section like with like Power Fest or no. And, and, you know, stuff like that. So kind of a toss-up, right? It is. It's not exactly Cheetah Man, which was put on a game card, even though it wasn't released. It's, it's, it wasn't released at all, you know. Yeah, all right, well, all right, well Ian, Ian will be the one that decides that. I'll leave it on Ian. All Ian right. Be like, Ian be like, all right, where's Star Fox 2? How about you in the comments? Where's the Star Fox 2 go in a certain Super Nintendo guidebook? What section? Really curious about that. All right, so you, you said maybe the fall, I think maybe the summer, we're going to start seeing these Super Nintendo games. Ian, we're proud to be working with NordVPN. Indeed. That's what I use to keep myself safe online. And everyone now can too. If you care about the privacy and security of your info, NordVPN is giving you 66% off a two-year plan when you go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast at checkout. Ian, what's a VPN? Well, it's a protects you. Wow. It's a virtual private network, network, Ian. Sorry. And uh, having one's more critical than ever because your info and browsing habits are out there for anyone to get a hold of. Your ISPs can also throttle certain websites preventing you from looking at websites as well. Using uh, a VPN can, can can skirt around that. Uh, NordVPN has access to over 4,000 super speedy servers. Well, you have access to that in 62 countries. And your info is masked using military-grade encryption. Uh, there's a NordVPN app you can use on your phone. I have it on my phone. You can have it on your laptop, your computers. It's for iOS, Android devices as well. One account lets you use it up to six different devices. PC Mag made NordVPN their top their top editor's choice. Editor's top choice for a VPN. Up yeah. to six devices you can protect. Yeah. Once. Unlimited bandwidth, Ian. Uh, you can also hop around the world, check out different servers. Maybe you can get cheaper airfare. Maybe. Maybe you can watch a BBC show on the website you can watch in the U.S. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Again, get that special offer, 66% off a two-year plan. It's a great deal. It's it's not a lot of money. Go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast and get going with your secure web browsing today. And you want a New Year's resolution? You can keep. How about stop going to the post office to send letters and packages? Oh, okay. You can save time and money this year by using stamps.com instead. I've been using stamps.com. For like five years almost at this point, sending uh, out my DVDs, wristbands, uh, game consoles, uh, 10-game mystery boxes. I've done it all. All you need is a printer, computer, ink for that printer, and a Stamps.com account, and you can buy, you can click it, and you can print, and you got your postage postage. on Real Real postage. postage. Real postage. International mail, uh, local mail. You can get insurance on it. It's tracked. You have a nice account online. You can see what's going on. No more hassles, Ian. No more hassles. You get discounted postage rate, rates. You can't even get at the post office. It's also a fraction of the cost of the uh, postage meters. 
as well. And there's no equipment to lease, no long-term commitments. All right, Ian, this is what you got going on right now. Mm-hmm. You got to get on this. Okay. You can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage, and you get a digital scale. Oh-ho. Start off the new year right. Go to Stamps.com. Click on that microphone, Ian. Not that one. The one at Stamps.com at the top. And type in CU Podcast. CU Podcast. That's Stamps.com. Enter CU Podcast for your four-week trial. Get clicking and get posting today. Okay, Ian, uh, we have a... Uh, Speaking no, of, of older games... Um, at a CES News. Yeah, CES News Retro <coughs> Bit and Limited Run. You asshole. Our, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to hit it first. Um, are putting out a re-release of Metal Storm. Mm. Um, uh, humorously, I actually... I called this. I called it. I called it. Um, after... <laughs> After um, Retrobit has put out a, a number of things, uh, but their their best releases, and I think this is kind of where uh, this one is heading. Um, they did the really nice Holy Diver uh, release, and okay. then they did a really nice um, R type, uh, Super R type, and R type three release. And I'm assuming we're going to get you know more or less the same. Well, yeah, uh, treatment here for the pictures. You see like a normal release. Uh, you see uh, Metal Storm. Looks like a lighter gray cart, not Nintendo gray, a lighter gray, and then probably the label will be a little different. I'm sure it's going to have a label difference. Yeah, then you have a nice, uh, nice box, like NES style box. That's one picture. And the next picture, you see Metal Storm Collector's Edition in the, in the black style, big right? Case. And that's yeah, that's how they did the. Um, yeah, it's, it's a totally different label on um, this, by the way. That's how they did it for the uh, Holy Diver and the R Type ones, and they're nice. They come in nice boxes with spot gloss on them. Um, you know, usually like some sort of. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like shiny detailing. And then uh, when you open them, you get the game. I'm, like I said, I'm just assuming this is how this one will be too, but there's the game in the box. There's usually like uh, a notebook, stickers, postcard art, um, and then two pins have been in each of those sets Ooh. too. So they do a really good job on it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Metal Storm's one of my favorite games. Um, this is a interesting choice because uh, hopefully it'll... It'll let people play Metal Storm without paying an arm and a leg. Well, legally. Yeah. Without legally. going on AliExpress or something. Right, exactly. Because this this is legal. This is another, and that's the reason why I had a feeling this one was coming. This is another IREM game. And those two really nice sets that they've done so far, the R-Type and the Holy Diver, those were both IREM. So, Did they do standard releases for those or just collector's ones? There was uh, just standard, well, no, just collector's because it was basic. they're 60 bucks. That's not bad for collector's then. They yeah they they're fucking. Oh, then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, they're going to do a collector's edition on this. Yeah, I think that might be because there's like usually a limited one that's like up to one thousand of a certain color, but I don't, they don't charge anymore. Think, it's just who gets what. And then the other release is the exact same. It just has a different color card. I, I wonder what the market would be for just a non-collector's one. Maybe you charge them thirty-five bucks for just the box and cartridge and manual. You know, you can do that forty bucks. Sure, you know, and put that out. And maybe people just want that. Maybe people don't want to pay sixty-five bucks or so for the, you know, the, the little niceties that'll never come out of the collector's box. I don't know. The, uh, I, I feel I, like sixty is pretty reasonable. Yeah, but again, you know, maybe not everyone wants that stuff. Maybe you want a standard one just to play the cart at that point. I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing. So, so um, the relationship with limited run. Uh, it's also online at Castlemania. I never, I never actually never heard of Castlemania. Castlemania Ryan. Oh, good dude. 
Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll advertise it and he, probably be a drop ship from them. Uh, he's, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I believe Castlevania Ryan is also part of what happens with the retro bit stuff. Oh, he helps do the project. Yes. Um, because they're basically, from what I can tell, they were always sold through him. Okay. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's good stuff and I, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that, I mean, I don't, they have the IRAM license, so I don't know. Can we get Schoon with the little light in the corner? <laughs> Do they still have the rights to Schoon? Let's see. Was that Iron? No, they didn't. They didn't develop it, but they they still have the rights. Oh, to it. right. That was like Home Data or those smaller companies. Gotcha. I love me some Schoon. Is that a good Pat the Idiot's Punk video, Schoon? That was that was a that's a deep Pat the Idiot's Punk cut. No one cut. brings up Schoon. See, when you say Pat, you did fifty videos. You got to remember stuff like Schoon and, and weird ones like Commando in there because that helps. <laughs> flesh out the library right there uh, let's see I'll, we're not counting Super Nintendo let's just look at a certain uh, NES guide app that um, is getting totally overhauled by the way so I never we'll, we'll talk in the future why I never bring up the app that much that'll be a fun my buddy Lincoln segment. brought up that Hammer and Harry would be pretty awesome to see oh because there's a sequel in Japan that never got a translation patch, according to him. Okay. And then Hammer I mean, Harry I, was European, so sure that would that those are Irem. That would be fun. We didn't get our hammering done here. Okay, let's look at publisher Irem. Not just pumping up the app. This is cool. I can do this easily. So Kickle Cubicle Image Fight oh, Me- yep. Metal Storm Schoon and Hammer and Harry. That was the Irem published games on the NES. Nice. So not not much on the NES side. I don't think Image Fight is worthy of a release, do Image you? Image Fight, but Three no. stars, but... Kickle Cubicle could have a really fun delu- uh, deluxe edition. You think so? Yeah. Think there'd be a market for Kickle Cubicle? I love Kickle Cubicle. I don't know if there'd be a market for that. Versus like a Metal Storm or a... Oh, sure. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm just picturing a box full of A colorful... Joy. Yeah, a box, box of joy. joy, yeah. Comes with, comes with like a, an Abe Lincoln looking corn cob figure inside. Some popsicle pins. Popsicle pins. Nice. Okay, make it for Ian. <laughs> Make it for Ian and lose like thirty thousand dollars in the endeavor, but Ian will buy it. <laughs> Brian jokingly said that uh, he, he they chose Metal Storm because I requested it because I sent him a fucking I sent him a, a DM like two months ago and I was like, I bet you it's going to be Metal Storm next. What I'm else could it be? Say it. Well, I don't know. Could be any number of things. They've got the import. Well, you, right? well, it's not like Holy Diver came out over here. But when you talk about NES games that should get a re-release. A license re-release because they're too expensive and people love them. Oh, yeah. You're talking like 10 to 20 games of people that would actually buy. Sure. They'd buy Little Samson. They would buy Metal Storm. Maybe they'd buy Panic Restaurant. You we know, need a like, gun neck. Maybe they'd buy gun neck. There's not a huge amount of games that would be marketable. Panic Restaurant would be a funny release too. But they're all like these spacey themed ones that are you know they're doing first. I'd love to see uh, Little Samson probably would be the... Holy the, Divers Castlevania type themed. That was sure. Not- but lit, the litmus test should be should be something like Little Samson to me. How would how would that do as an official re-release? You know, so. probably pretty decent. Pretty decent. All right, do Kegel Cubicle for Ian since he requested it. They do because he requested Ian. Jesus Christ! He's joking. <laughs> I'm know. aware of but that. But somewhere down, you think yeah, this power. You're gonna start suggesting games. I had to. Out. I had to explain to people that I was like, no, I, if, if you're taking this seriously, it wasn't me. You, know, you should do that Karnov re-release next. <laughs> so that's what you should do. Embassy the Rescue Mission. Rescue the Embassy Mission. You can't even say the name of the game correctly. You're in love with that game, huh? It's a damn good game. Uh, it's okay. Not it's damn good. It's a damn good game. Four and a half stars, easy. Uh, Ian, don't, don't uh, it's mock It's a different the... genre, Pat. 
<laughs> Ian doesn't know how different genres are, are rated differently from each other. I just other. think he that overrates things. And you underrate things. No, I rate them appropriately. <sighs> All right, Ian. Well, then you should have did some reviews for Super Nintendo Book. Super Nintendo Book. Anyway, uh, okay. We, t- we brought up cloud gaming last time on the podcast, how it could be the future of gaming. And look what happens. Because I'm psychic. Um, we have reports of two... TechCrunch wrote this article for you because you requested it. Because I requested it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so The Verge had an exclusive first that talked about Verizon quietly testing its own Netflix-style cloud gaming service. Uh, Verizon Gaming is already running on the NVIDIA Shield and soon Android. So this is the first piece of news, not as important because I don't think... I don't know if this is going to go over big with Verizon. So, uh, so yeah, they're saying they, they'll use the NVIDIA Shield and then, you know, it'll probably work its way to smartphones. Sure. So that's 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 a different type of... I don't know. I think maybe a streaming service for smartphone games, depending on the price, might work. What, so, is, what does an NVIDIA Shield go for? What do they cost? A couple hundred bucks? I'm not certain. Let's People see, a, like a them. 180 at Best Buy, 170 on Amazon. Okay. And that's just a little all crappy little thing you hook up to a TV with a controller, right? No, I mean, you can hold it. It's portable, too. It's portable. Yeah, I know a lot of people who have them who like them. I don't know a ton about them. So, okay. So they're, they're investigating that. Verizon has been quietly recruiting players to take part, in the, take part in the test, which currently involves over 135 games. The Verge has, has the inside skinny on this. Uh, participants are promised a $150 Amazon gift card upon completion. They're given a free NVIDIA Shield, Xbox One controller, and a login for the test. <coughs> the Verizon gaming app comes pre-installed on Shield devices. Verizon will also be distributing it to, to testers privately through Google Play later this month. Okay. And then when you click on it, um, there's some screenshots here they got from someone. You have Overwatch, World Cup, Fortnite, Battlefield. You have FIFA on here. You have God of War, Grand Theft Auto V, Destiny 2, uh, Far Cry 5. So these are new games. Red Dead Redemption 2. All right. No Man's Sky. All right. You have Metro. Uh, uh, Anthem. Yeah. Okay. So these are games. That you would have to have on a service like this? Yeah. Um, question, of course, is uh, how well does the streaming work? I still don't think we're quite there. I'm not sure. How, yeah, God of War is PS4 exclusive. Yes. How did, So how are they getting that on there? Uh, they can. They, they, they were talking about it with uh, on this Amazon Cloud article as well. About oh, we're getting the Amazon. The, yeah. the um, trials-based performance. They're talking about how it would probably incorporate games from other systems. That's incredible, then. But... You know they. I think you give give every individual user their own online account to to do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. Because it, because when you, how would you be able to license? Would Sony be able? Would Sony be okay licensing them? To you know for a certain amount of say God of War. Say we like oh we need a thousand licenses for God of War four. You know what I mean? Like how would that work out? I guess that's, sure. that's how it work out. They they'd allow their servers to have uh, that amount of people be able to play it at one time. I guess that's how how it have to work. I didn't think about that because this is all just PC stuff. PC, it's like who cares? You buy, you know, the copies on PC, and you're good to go. <coughs> all right, so that's Verizon's one, right? Right. So also, though, announced right after this was an Amazon cloud gaming service. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay, now I'm paying attention more. So Amazon, they own Twitch. They've been getting into the gaming stuff more and more. Uh, Razer announced recently would integrate Amazon's Alexa into its gaming platform. Okay, so um, so now it looks like Amazon is get, is wants to get into this. 
as well. Right, and I think this is you know more of a truly. It really does truly look like a Netflix thing where it's not like just one publisher, one company. They're saying right here that one of the issues. Uh, that they may face is getting game publishers on board. For many, the bread and butter comes from sales of the games that are played on consoles, usually games that are specific to one particular proprietary console. So a service that is constructed Netflix or Amazon Prime style, where a consumer pays a single monthly fee to access whatever content they want when they want it, could eat into those margins. Um, The only thing I would say here is I think whoever's writing this is overestimating the amount of exclusives that we actually have on consoles these days. Sure. They're definitely there, but it's not like it was no. even 10 years ago. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you don't have Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC yet. It'll get there eventually. You know, that happens with the GTA games as well. So you're really looking at, yeah, you're looking at probably people be like, oh, we're Spider-Man 4. Well, okay, but here's all these other ass games that aren't all consoles and PCs. So you don't have to worry about it. Right. So, I don't, so it still yeah. has a lot of value. Right. Value. So even if they don't get those exclusives, I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt them a ton. No. Probably not. Because especially if it's not that much money. Right. Um, but I have really good internet, and I, I used PlayStation Now for a little bit, and um, some games still just don't stream well i i just don't well what, you need a fast connection you need a fast connection but even then if you're playing stuff like fighting games or action games that are getting hectic like you don't want to worry about any stutters or or lag um i, I feel like everyone's jumping into this i feel like these companies are jumping into it but i honestly well, don't feel like the tech's quite there yet well amazon though has their aws uh, cloud service though which is what a ton of websites use okay in order to, because they operate out of the cloud. That's why, like, when Amazon's servers go down, half the websites in the web go down. Yeah. Amazon's, they're, they're at the forefront of this technology. Sure. So that helps. <laughs> it's probably what their own website's on, you know. So if they're going to do it, they're the, they're, the, they're the people to do it, besides having, besides Jeff Bezos being able to buy and sell all of us right. 10 times over. They're, they're the players that could do this, probably even more so than Verizon, to me. Um, Crushing seltzers. Go for it, man. Get that ginger ale. Uh, for me, this is all about... Well, people... This is all price. If this is reasonably priced, you're going to have a ton of people jump in just I think, out of curiosity. I would. Yeah. I would. If, it, if, if it's... What's reasonable? 20 bucks a month? 25 bucks a month for cloud gaming? I think, if, if it's a decent amount of titles? I think PlayStation Now is about 20 bucks a month. I'd jump in. Why not? If, if, it, if I get... If, 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 let's, put it, let's put it this way. If they could somehow have me play a, a PS4 game on my uh, PC or on my TV that without the console, uh, that would be great. Sure. Yeah. If they could have me play, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 on my PC, even though it's coming from, you know, a, a fucking Xbox One somewhere on their server or whatever, that would be incredible. I, I'd be in. I'd be in for it. I, I think we always said we're, we're moving towards that direction anyway, but now it's interesting like you said about you have all these competing services. They may not want that because now I don't want you playing Spider-Man on a cloud service because that's how we make our money. Uh, you know, Sony selling the consoles, right? Exactly. So, so that's where it's going to get kind of weird, which is which is kind of the direction we've now gone with streaming services. Right. It's with, not, with, it's with, not with even movies so much, and TV. It's not even so much. I think that it's the exclusives that would necessarily be hard to get. It's the first party exclusives. Sure. Yes. And, then, and then how does DLC play into it? And how how do things like that happen? Uh, well, my experience with. PlayStation Now was that most of the time the DLC 
was incorporated, but there were some games where you would have to download it. You, you, you might maybe have to download it separately. All right, this, I'm on board for this. It's going to be all cloud gaming except for Nintendo. That's <laughs> Nintendo's going to have it locked down 50 years from now. You'll be playing your VR integrated brain switch in your head. Literally brain switch. You hit a button to reset right there. Kill switch. The kill switch. I think that's what, I think that's where we're going to end up. I really think so. <laughs> we now have cross-platform play on games. What I just see the announcement that uh, uh, what was it? Rocket League is now the second game that have cross-play against, across all consoles and PC. That's become, become a more regular thing. Oh, so Sony. I think Sony the quieted Sony, down a bit on that. I think they said. I think they realize they have to because people are yeah. not happy. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think they. they think. Yeah. So that's where using yeah. your voice works. Yeah, yeah. In Gadget, this happened the past day or two. Rocket League supports crossplay on every console, even PS4. So now they're. So yeah, that's cool. Why not? Yeah. Consoles are going to be a thing of the past, except for Nintendo because they're weird. Speaking so. of, no, they're getting out of the console business. They're, they're done. They're Nintendo's not, doomed. They're either. never making another one. Um, speaking of streaming, did you see this morning that Netflix is raising their rates again? A couple was a buck a month for. So I think a buck to two bucks. 11 to 13 depending. bucks for HD. Yeah. Yeah. They're making so much content. But then again, don't relicense fucking friends for $100 million or whatever the hell they paid for that. Right. That's where this comes from. And now these, the services are pulling out. So again, it's the same thing because now, you know, 10 years ago, there, what, what's streaming? There's, there was no streaming services 10 years ago besides, you know, Netflix getting into it. Now you got Warner Brothers. Well, wasn't there GameTap back then too? There was GameTap. I'm talking about for, for movies. Oh, and okay. But so now you have... ESPN Plus, Warner Brothers doing their own thing, Disney doing their own one, uh, CBS doing their own one with all the Star Trek stuff. I think NBC's going to do their own one. You have Amazon with their own original content. So now you're going to have 15 fucking uh, streaming services to sign up for in order to get everything that was all only on like Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, it's awful. It used to be the cheap. <laughs> Used to be the cheap alternative to cable, and now it's just like cable, but every streaming service is a different channel. Welcome to capitalism, everyone. But that's what happens. Netflix was the first. But now they're getting bit in the ass because it, the cost of licenses and stuff is too much. And now their content's going away anyway. Disney's like, oh, no, we have half the library of movies now because of the Fox deal. Or they do have Blue Planet 2 from BBC on there. On Netflix? I've been watching the shit out of that. It's is it, good. That's like the Earth series? Same sort yeah, of thing? it's the sequel to the Blue Planet. And it, Does the Earth survive in the sequel? I don't know. But I swear, it's like... They say, I don't have a 4K TV. I feel like I'm watching something in 4K. It's just shot that fucking brilliantly. Uh, 4K? You still don't need 4K. You don't need it. For most stuff. Let's see if like an 80-inch TV. You don't need it. Right, anything else to add here? Nope. I think Amazon will, will make a play, and they'll do well, because they have too much money. And plus, they have the AWS service. Like I said before, that already runs. Half the fucking internet runs on it. Um... All right, Ian. Uh, we have a, a. We want to talk about fucking Soldier Boy handheld. No, I really don't want to talk about Soldier <laughs> Boy anymore. He has a new handheld. It doesn't look like it comes with any games on it. it, it he he learned his lesson. It's just a Vita knockoff thing, and you can buy it for half the price on Amazon. Yep, it's more expensive than it should be. Or AliExpress, wherever you want. But to it buy doesn't it. look like it comes with any games. So there it is. All right, we got a we got a Patreon poll, Ian. Uh, this was a the. Runaway landslide. All right, this was like Reagan, Reagan's reelection in '84 uh, against Mondale, right? Fucking Mondale. Did he, did he win one state? He won like 
Did he win? Did Mondale win one state? Oh, let's find out. Uh, Reagan, you look that up. Why? Why? Yeah, you look it up. You talk. I'll okay. look it up. Now we're just curious about the '84 election. Hey, the stock market was 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 rising high. Is America coming back in the '80s? '80s was awesome. All right. In third place, seven percent. Should at least a small amount of nostalgia be a factor reviewing certain games? Uh, second place, fifteen percent. NES puzzle game discussion with a bullet. First place, and by the way, you can access this with uh, patreon.com slash see a podcast. And number one, 78%. 78%. What retro games do people still fawn over that you personally feel are crap? In the 84 election, what happened? Mondale got 13 electoral votes <laughs> to, to Reagan's 525. Reagan carried 49 states. Mondale got one plus DC. Uh, Mondale got... He got D.C., wow. Mondale got Minnesota. Minnesota. I knew it was an M. Okay, wow. So it wasn't... The popular vote was probably like 60% to 40 because you're never going to get 78%. Um, But this is the biggest landslide ever. All right, Ian. Popular vote was 54,455,472 to Mondale's... Oh, they do. Yeah, fifty-eight to forty, but <laughs> okay. still the number's 64. better. Thirty-seven million five hundred seventy-seven to three hundred and fifty. So, yeah, I mean that was okay. Ian. That's rough, bud. All right, well, it's now a historical podcast. Poor Mondia, yeah, what happened to him? So, Ian, what games, retro games, do people still fawn over today that you feel are personally are crap? Uh, GoldenEye sixty-four is a real, real. Are easy people still one. fawning over that one? Yes, yes. I had six copies at the beginning of like one week and uh, like two weeks ago down to zero. People love that game. They love it. And I feel like it's it's more so now maybe with an older audience that still holds on to it. Yeah, people that played in high school or college. Because I don't I can't imagine it really grabbing anyone much younger than say thirty, you know, someone who grew up with it. It's not a good game. Um, Perfect Dark was the far superior game. And I have this conversation all the time uh, with with people in um, in the store. Uh, other ones probably uh, really don't care that much for Zelda: Link to the Past. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're going to get hate and a half. Well, you don't like the whole Super Nintendo system. So. Well, I, actually, <laughs> I, I like I like Link to the Past. I just. <laughs> I don't like it as much as other Zeldas, and I, I I say that just because if we're going on like a, a sort of an unpopular opinion thing, um, that always seems to be the one people list as their favorite, and it's good, but I I don't think it holds a candle to uh, Link's Awakening, which I mean it's a Game Boy uh, one, but it's it's just it's very good. I didn't think GoldenEye was shit at the time, just because I was PC gaming and playing games like you know Doom and Doom 3D that were superior. You know, first oh, yeah. person I, I thought that game was awful when it came out. But for, for that, most kids, for that reason, and you know, teenagers and what well, talking about like kids that are like 17, 16 in high school, hang out with my cousin Chris. They didn't have PCs. So they sure. didn't know any better. And I understand that. But you know, I did too, but I was still a snob. I was like, what the fuck is this controller? I want to use a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. And a mouse. <laughs> exactly. I, so I, I got my. So I was pissed because I got my ass kicked because I didn't know how to fumble around with the fucking controller. Oh, believe me, Kevin's so fucking, mad. Kevin rubbed that right into my I was face. I'm so fucking mad. You, I'm like, I. You're lucky, n- 1997 people, 98 people, that I didn't have a mouse and keyboard at that house. Should have punched you in 98, Kevin, being such a wang. Punch you now. Punch you now. So what about you? Um, this is tougher for me because I'm not as contrarian as Ian is when it comes to most matters. But um, I'm contrarian about GoldenEye. It's bad. I never. I, I, I'm not saying it's okay. 
Maybe this should be better over. I don't, okay, this is this is a loaded question because personally feel are crap. This is a loaded question. Okay, so I personally feel GoldenEye is crap. I'm looking at my any list of NES games. I'm like, oh, I don't like the game. And it's, Metroid's not crap. I don't, I'm just not into Metroid at all. Um, none of these are crap, really. Super Mario. Mega Man's crap. Okay, Mega Man is crap. No, I see. I, I had a feeling. Mega Man's overrated. I had a feeling you were going to go in that direction. It's not crap. It's overrated. That's all. It's overrated. That's fair, right? I call it fair. It's fair. Final uh, Fantasy Two. I can't. You know what? Final NES Fantasy Two slash Four. I need a list. I need a list of like game, just all time best. Uh, yeah, give me just. Give me spat out some all time best retro games, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll do it that way. Wally Bear and the No Gang, <laughs> underrated game. My favorite, my my all time favorite NES game. Top one hundred uh, retro games uh, by oh IGN top one hundred NES games. I don't want to click on that. No, that'll be a nightmare. Uh, you think? Uh-huh. Poplar Mechanics did a top one hundred best video games list. Poplar Mechanics. Let's go through the popular mechanics. Uh, Hotline Miami coming in at number 100. That's a good It's game. like a Rolling Stone list. i got to put in something really recent uh, at the start. Uh, I'm not going Miami through this. Awesome. I ain't going through this list. Eve Online's on here. Okay. You know what's crap? Huh. Rock Band and Guitar Hero crap. There it is. <laughs> Fuck those games. Not just because you play them in hotel rooms as your assholes. Don't like them. It's fine. I don't, I don't like them at all. They're crap. There it is. I found it. I just can't wait to think about that. Didn't like it when they came out. Didn't like it when uh, you'd have digital press meetups and everyone's not playing other games. They're not trading games. They're, everyone's doing their crappy karaoke and little flicks playing Guitar Hero. I'm like, this is not a game. And I also said, this is going to be a fad. And I was right both times. Well, it's a game, but it's crap. People call Sorry. me for them all the time still. And, and there's crappy people that call things for all the time. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Are you, calling, are you calling all people crappy? <laughs> all gamers! Are you Ian. calling all gamers All gamers, I like Rock Hero. Rock all Hero? Every guitar single girl. gamer rock. who likes Guitar Hero or Rock Band I call is rock awful. Hero. All Rock Hero gamers. They're Definitely all. no room for nuance Ian, or wiggle in here. My career ended in 2018. I'm going to end it this year, too. That's my resolution. Should, there you go. Let, let's end your career every year. Every year, let's end it. <laughs> Going forward. We should have CU Podcast, Our Career is Over shirts. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be good. You want to do that? Yeah, CU Podcast, the career, Our Careers Are Over. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I found it. That's what it is. I ended but is that? But, 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 but that's not retro. Is, is, is Guitar Hero retro? No. Mm, no, probably not. It's like 12 years old at this point. Possibly. Something yeah. like that. Okay, well, then I'm not good for this subject. Sorry. I'm just trying to think of something that came out that was super popular that I just didn't... Mega Man. You hit it. Mega Man is the thing that it's you overrated. don't like. Mega Man and Guitar Hero. They're both they're both equally bad. There it is. There's my hot take. There. And Ian is like linked to the past? I never heard that I, before. I just don't think it's as good as everyone thinks it is. It's overrated. It's not crap. So it's your Mega Man. It, it was, it's your Mega Man. It, it, that was my bad decision, but Goldeneye, that, that'll stay. Goldeneye's... Okay, Goldeneye has its place. It's crappy compared to other games at the time, but it's still it's still charming to me. Fair enough. Okay, there you go. All right, so Ian, where is it at? The, the, the Patreon? Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. Ian's going to get some writing up on there? Yeah. Yep. Today, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Do some NES writing too? Maybe. 
Yeah. Maybe. All right. Q&A time on the CU podcast as I choke back phlegm <clears throat> at Brian. I know this one doesn't say who 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 asks. Who it asks? I'm going to ask. At All Brian right. Lapitan. Hello, gents. You've probably covered this. I think we have. But how do you combat game collecting fatigue? I find that if I miss out on sales and deals, I feel like I missed out. I have I have way too many games, and I find it hard to stop buying more. This goes for digital and physical. Uh, you know, I mean, it's maybe a painful answer that you don't want to hear, but I found the best way to combat game collecting combat. fatigue was... Um, to really just narrow down my focus to t- like two systems I really like and focus on collecting and finding and I'm not even talking full sets for those with the modern systems and stuff I understand the sales and the deals and it's tough to avoid them but I mean what you got to start saying to yourself and this was hard for me was oh it's only 3 bucks but is it only three dollars that you're flushing down the toilet are you ever really going to play that i have a billion my my ps4 library between sales and free games looks like most people's steam libraries and it's an embarrassment i'm never going to get to any of that so it's it's i don't know you just gotta try to i i don't want to say I don't want to say up right away because I, I it's not a judgment here stop spending so much money on it but if you're going to spend money on it and you focus just on a couple of areas, you'll probably be happier with those collections and you won't have to worry about keeping track of everything that's going on. So <laughs> let's say you have a PlayStation 4 that you like playing, but you're also collecting for the Super Nintendo and something. Then maybe not worry about the PS4 so much. Just play what comes out on it that you want. And that gives you money to put into a really nice collection that you'd like. That's how I combated my fatigue. I got I just stopped buying shit for everything and started only buying stuff for Game Boy and PC Engine and suddenly or in like DS and I'm having a lot more fun. Oh, okay. That's interesting. How did how did I stop buying things? Oh, I bought it all. So that was probably part of it. Um but the this is well, this is psychological. So the yearning to buy more and that you're missing out on deals, it's 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 a compulsive behavior. Yeah, it is. It's compulsive. It's a form of OCD in some way. Just whether or not it's driving that much of your personality. It used to be that I couldn't miss a swap meet every fucking Sunday. Right. Every, I mean, every... But yeah, though, you, you would get the exact same... You would get that FOMO, that fear of missing out. It's it's fear of missing out, which is yeah. an OCD in a way. But you, you step back after a while and it's like, what am I really missing out on? Am I missing out on potentially saving... 20 bucks on a deal you're basically it's basically gambling it's, it's basically a, the same feeling you get when gambling it's a rush when you find you know a hundred dollar game for a dollar that's what you are really uh seeking when you're saying i'm missing out on deals i'm missing out on you know what's that to swap me that's really what it is right because most people will have the money in some part to buy at least some of the games they'll want that aren't you know astronomically priced most people can buy a 20 dollar game here and there, or a fifty dollar game, or even a hundred dollar game. It's it's just it, it, it's really it's really like I said it's a gambling rush. And I think that's what it was with me is that that's part of part of what how I got over that though was just skipping it, force myself to skip it, and you saw that feeling that oh my god I'm missing out on something. And maybe you were, maybe you found out someone later got like a Sega Saturn and some games for for a cheap amount of cost. But the, but long term though. You're not really missing out because you're 
you're enjoying life otherwise. And I think that's part of what what didn't dawn on me. I, I had to give up the flea market at some point because I had to finish the book and I had to work on the weekends. But sometimes your, your focus just shifts. I'm not saying you should you should force your focus to shift. But maybe that's not a bad thing every once in a while. To be like, I want to focus entirely on something not game-related. I want to... This is me hating gamers again. Yeah. I'm just saying, no, maybe you can do something else for a while. Um, and, and you'll it, find out you won't miss it as much. And it's actually really nice to do that. I mean, that's that's how I work. I have, uh, you know, a, a few major hobbies, and it's tough for me to have them overlap. Music, um, video games, and, and reading. And sometimes I'll just let go of one completely for a little while and focus yeah. on the others. And uh, it keeps that fresh if you just rotate it. And the other thing is, like, I think a lot of people get caught up just in the idea of saving the money, but to kind of further go back to what I was saying before, like on a Steam sale or a PS4 sale, especially where it's digital, it's not like you can flip this. So it's not like if you're buying a game sure. on sale for 10 you can then go and flip it for its normal 50 when it's off sale. And if you're saving... Buy more to save. Yeah, That's the expression. You're, right. You're not saving money in the long run if you're never going to use this stuff. So you yes. save $30 on a $50 so, game, so it's a $20 game, but you're still spending 20 bucks so, on something you're never going to play. So if I want to go to the swap meet because I'm missing out on a $50 game I can buy potentially for $10, I'm still, still spending $10 to get that $50 game. <clears throat> so unless I was definitely going to buy that game separately... Or at some point, I know I'm going to sell that game for a profit. There's no point. I'm not missing out on anything. Right. Does that make sense? So my best example is my Genesis collection. I'd say 95% of that's from the swap meet. Right. I would probably not have bought at least 70% of those games. This is like Steiner math. I probably would have bought like, I don't know. If I had to go on eBay and say, Ian, I really like Splatterhouse. So I'll buy Splatterhouse 2 and 3. I really love Rolling Thunder. I'll buy Rolling Thunder 2 and 3. I wonder sure. what the first ones they were put on Genesis. Anyway, see what I mean? I would bought I would have bought some Genesis games. Yeah, of course. And maybe for more money than what I would have found with the swap meet or whatever else. But I would end up spending less than probably buying the two hundred and fifty Genesis games I now own that I don't I'll play maybe ten percent of them ever. Right. And if, if I bought them for ten dollars each or five dollars an hour, that's still more money. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get am it. I working through therapy here? Yeah. I'm getting uncomfortable. I, I hate retro gamers now, too, apparently. You hate them all. I hate them all, Ian. But I look at Hero Tone I got that for a cheap price. But that was completing the collection, though. I was going to do that. I'm one away, by the way. I'm one away, Ian, from my game collecting retirement. One game that I definitely want. I won't say which one that I need for the completed collection. For this? For Turbo. Oh, I know which one. That I should have bought by now, but I have one game. Pat's Finger. And then, I, then, then it all goes into the trash. You go dumpster dive for my uh, for my collection. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch that happen. All right, boys, go get, go get. Hey, we can get those cool dumpster boys to come back and do a video on us if you do the dumpster diving. Oh, I almost forgot about them. Ah, oh, the dumpster boys. Hmm. Memories. <laughs> oh, it's so endearing. We still here. Anyways, all right. Uh. Wow, this is a short one. I want to do another Q&A and say fuck it? Or um, no, we're done. We're done. Okay. It's been an hour and 15. Kieran's got to edit this. We're going weekly, man. We, we, well, the, we, we, it's actually been easier, I think, I'm, me mentally, to do yeah. it. It's the same amount of work to upload and do all that, but it, it's like it's like a small amount of time, so it's easier. 
uh, to do it. Gives me a reason to greet the day on Tuesday. What do you do? Are you going to sleep in otherwise? Yes. I wish I could sleep in still. All right. So uh, NES Marathon in February. Um, Ian and I, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to be in L.A. for something else in early February, too. See if Ian can make it as well. Uh, check out a certain NES guidebook. And the Super Nintendo one's coming up, ultimatesnes.com. New NES Punk video. Ian has a new new sickness. I'm getting over my sickness still. I have like a liter of phlegm left in me at this point. It feels like. Mm-mm-mm. Good. It's so funny. Andre loves the... I'm looking at his Twitter. Andre loves the new Spider-Man trailer. He's like, I love everything about it. I'm like, I wish I could be as happy as Andre. I can't when it comes to it. I can't. I can't. All right. <coughs> All right. Everyone go read up on the 1984 presidential election. Yes. We should just do a historical podcast sometime about that. Are people really complaining about, of course, that this Spider-Man trailer is a spoiler for the Avengers movie coming out? Like, you didn't know? And they're filming a Spider-Man movie coming out? Like, seriously? How is it a spoiler? I've seen that before. I saw someone write a dumb article, well, you shouldn't have Tom Holland in his suit on some talk show because we know that these characters are coming back. They're not going to kill off three quarters of the MCU. See, that was one of my least favorite things about Infinity War. Everyone got all about the ending, and it's like, no. It's still a great movie, the ending. It's, it's a fine movie, but the so ending is not... The only three and a half stars? Huh? The only three and a half stars. Yeah, they're bouts. Um, <laughs> he hates everything. Um, I, it's just... It, yeah, you know they're not dead. Well, a couple are. Sure. A few will be. A few are dead. Dead, dead. But, but Spider-Man is not gone. They did yes. not find a new Spider-Man just to not have him do any yeah, more they, movies. Yeah, they didn't do this weird-ass deal with Sony just to do one movie, and that's it. Right. One movie and a couple of cameo appearances. And now we're going to kill him. Yeah, that's not how it works. We're not going to kill off Black Panther. It just made a billion, 1.1 billion or whatever it made. 1.2 billion, you know. Anyways. I think this um, this is going to be a better movie because it's going to be a smaller cast. So you're not going to be jumping around juggling five different storylines. And I love Ant-Man. Paul Rudd is going to be great in anything. But the fact that Ant-Man will probably save the universe is, is to me, is funny as hell. You know, anyway. All right, that's it for this C uh, podcast. Ian's reading up on Reagan versus Reagan's Mondo. showing ranks fifth in the share of electoral votes received and fifth in the share of popular votes won. So does that mean someone got... What? Does that mean someone got beat worse? How the fuck? Uh, Reagan's showing ranks fifth in the share of electoral uh, votes received. Nixon Nixon in uh, 68 destroyed... Uh, what? The, look up the 68 election. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up... Uh, I'm looking up a table of presidential elections ordered by margin of victory in the Electoral College. Look up the 68 election. I think that was a landslide with Nixon versus uh, what's his name. All uh, right. So here we go. Um, uh, versus Humphrey. Was that it? We'll go. Well, obviously. Okay. So this is what you get with the weekly podcast. Like, we're just going to go up on a tangent at the end. All right. So. I should know that. Rutherford a, B. Hayes. It was a 72. 50, ranked 58. Okay, so here we go. So it, it's counting stuff that, that shouldn't count. Like George Washington got 69 out of 69, and then he got 132 oh. out of 132. Well, Monroe got, yeah. Um, it was a 72 election versus McGovern. That was the landslide. That was the biggest one. Which one? 72. McGovern. Oh, oh McGovern got fucked. That was it. Not 68. Yeah, yeah, McGovern got fucked. Um, he, he, he was destroyed. He got Massachusetts. I confused Massachusetts. He got Massachusetts McGovern. That was it. Got it. 
That was a landslide in terms of electoral college. That was it was nuts. Five twenty. It was five twenty to seventeen. Sixty sixty percent sixty percent sixty point seven for Nixon while we were in Vietnam. Nixon was a fucking savvy son of a bitch <coughs> to get reelected by that margin. And then thirty seven point five percent. But I mean, the problem was is McGovern. I mean, if you read about that election, it's not like. McGovern didn't have a presence. He just didn't fucking sell himself. Oh, well, well, I don't know how he got the, the Vietnam War. We, we were knee deep, and I don't know how he got sixty point seven percent. I don't know. That, that's just an example of a of a of a candidate failing. McGovern just like, like, failed, like two thousand four with Kerry, kind of like yeah. It was just didn't show up. He's like, eh. no, that's exactly what it was. Even Gore in two thousand, like, eh. yeah. I mean, all right, all right. Good old McGovern. We'll talk, right. we'll talk more about the Electoral right. College maybe, next podcast. We could do this let me live on, on uh, <laughs> we could do this live on Twitch next time. We'll, we'll set that uh, up. Yes. All right, for Ian Ferguson, I'm Pat Contry. Uh, we both hate gamers. Okay, we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>